Welcome back to En Route the Power Travel Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron. And this week we are taking a break from our entrepreneurial traveler interviews and kind of having a little discussion on contracts and cancellations and all those things. I, lo- I decided to leave my contract early, which is the first time that's ever happened in nine years. And so we're going to talk about why I decided to leave the contract early and what we learned in the process. Okay, so welcome back to the show. As we said in the intro, we were taking a little break from the interviews and just kind of had a really good topic that we wanted to bring to you this week. I'm actually excited to have the mic back, even though we love doing interviews and it's fun to have conversations with people about, you know, cool stuff they're doing, but... It is nice just to be able to kind of go back and forth together because it's a completely different vibe where Aaron and I are used to, you know, being the ones talking and sharing and we want to like interject and say this or say, you know, whatever, like share our story, but it's not that type of vibe. So we have to, it's a learned thing to interview people. So it's something we work on and I love it, but I'm also kind of excited just to be back on with you. Right. And if I want to interrupt you, I can just like poke at you and be like, stop talking. Exactly. (laughs) Or yell at you and you can cut it out of the podcast later. Good good point. Good point. (laughs) Nobody yeah. knows. So just some brief updates before we get started into this episode. Big things are happening in the in route travel backpack world. Very, very exciting. We got our sample back from our manufacturer. They nailed it. It was dead on. Um, we were ready to put in the order for the first bulk production. And that that step right there, the next step is putting them on Amazon after that. But we did notice because we want these to be perfect. I had something that was kind of on my mind for a very long time. And then I kind of went against it and and really wanted to make this improvement to the bag. I feel like it's the final improvement that we needed. Uh, More of a safety kind of thing with just like your phone and and how we could secure it a little more. And so Kim and I decided to, to actually go back to our prototyper, say, hey, can you fix this? He said yes. And so we're waiting on that finalization before we put in the final order and get this ball rolling. Yeah, so it pumped the brakes a little bit, but it was something that we thought was really important and was worth the wait. I mean, obviously it's worth the wait. Like, we're not just going to put something out there because now we're, like, excited about it. You know, it was a small tweak, and it should be no issue for them to replicate. And then we will be putting in the order soon Mm -hmm. and hoping to officially, officially be launching the in-route travel store on Amazon at the end of May. That's the goal. By the end of May, that it will be open. Because once we place the order, it'll be about 30 to 45 days. And then we have to inspect them ourselves and then ship them off to Amazon. And Amazon has to skew them in and the whole process that goes with that. So hopefully by the end of May... Yeah, I mean, I got to say, I'm actually kind of proud of us though. Because there is that sense of urgency an excitement that you want to get the bags on Amazon. You want to bring them to the world. It's what you've created. But to be able to pump the brakes and just make sure that everything is perfect and that you feel 100% about it, it's it's not easy to do because mm. it was like I almost psyched myself out for the third time and said, no, you know what? I'm, I'm overthinking this. This is fine. It's perfect. It's great. Let's just proceed. 
But we're like, no, like, no. We've been, we're a year deep at this point. We've been so specific with the materials because we really strive ourselves on wanting a quality bag, like what we would want, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want something I'm going to take around the world with us when we go travel, hopefully starting this summer and something that's going to go on all the adventures with me and hold up and something I would be really excited to receive. And so we've gone at this for a year. It's like, why would we ever you know, fingers crossed, there's no issues with it now, right? And so it was like putting in that extra effort, which is going to put us back a couple more weeks, but it'll be worth it in the end. So with all of that being said, we created, so basically we wanted to have a way to allow people to know when the bag is officially launched, because we can't give a date. And that's the thing with Amazon is it's this weird thing that once they receive the bags, there's a window of time that it takes for them to upload. And then all of a sudden your store's live. It's not like you're, we know on May 31st at 10 a.m. it's a go. So we wanted to make it really easy for people to get an alert as soon as the bags are live and also to share a special coupon code that they can use to go towards the launch price. Yeah, and we feel totally that if you guys are excited about these bags as much as we are and you're like waiting for them to launch on Amazon, it would be so Which cool we hope you are, Avi. to offer you a coupon code so you get rewarded for that like excitement with us. It's almost like a party without having a party. Right. And so the people so basically we created a VIP list and this is a new technology that we're playing with that actually Aaron figured out, which I was really impressed. And it's a messaging system and a texting line. So we wanted to create uh, easy access for communication for our community and vice versa, right? And so we created a messaging line and you can either choose to be... On email or text and it's on messenger. Right. So we're going to put the link, if you're interested in that, it's like our VIP uh, in-route travel people. We're going to put a link to that in the podcast description. And the link will walk you through how to do it. It's very simple. Um, We'll take like less than a minute. But once you go through that, then it's not like you're going to get a bunch of messages from us or we're going to spam you or something. It's like you'll you'll be the first people to know that the bag's live and you'll be the only people to know about the coupon code because only the people on that specific VIP list are going to get the coupon code. It's not something we're going to be shouting from the rooftops, basically. Right. So, yeah. And there's also, you know, we want you guys to be able to find the bag once you go on Amazon. So we'll just be sending the bags live. Here's your coupon code and here's how to find the bag. And then that will give you further updates as well on like if we come out with a new line or if something new pops up with the bag or if you want to get in contact with us about the bag, um, that's what that uh, messaging system is there for. So we're really excited about it and uh, we hope you guys are too. And like Kim said, the link will be in the description below. So definitely get on there and um, we'll be sending out a message hopefully at the end of May. Yeah. And if you have any questions, you can DM us at Kim and Aaron G on Instagram. And let's get into the episode. Let's, let's do talk it. about this contract stuff. Okay, so if you've been following us for a minute, then you know I took a contract here in Palm Springs. If you haven't been following us and you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> and I, so I finished up my last contract in St. Louis and I thought that was going to be my very last contract 
We've been planning this trip around the world for over a year now. We're just waiting for obviously borders to open and that kind of thing. And so our original plan was I was leaving St. Louis and that, that was it. Like I was done. And we were completely rerouted because of, you know, just life and, you know, COVID still going on. And we thought, well, we could either go home to Florida and sit around or and, and spend money essentially for God knows how long. Like this could still go on for another six months. We just weren't sure. Or Aaron got offered this job in Palm Springs. That was a great gig. We could head out there, buy ourselves three more months, make some money and then reevaluate from there. So that was the plan, but I was still done, okay? I had done my thing in St. Louis. I had wiped my hands of this, and I was done. I was just going to stay home during this time, take care of my hubby, mm-hmm. play housewife, and work on this Amazon store and work on all the things that are going into building it because we're learning everything from scratch, and I was so excited about it. So long story short, I've already told this story, so I'm not going to get into it like too much, but I received a DM on Instagram randomly. And, you know, I talk to a lot of travelers all the time on Instagram through Messenger, and I don't know all of them. And so it's very normal to get random messages. But this, I got a message from a sonographer saying, hey, I see you're in Palm Springs. This is creepy. But I, my husband's sick and I need to take some time off to be with him. Do you think that you would want to come in and help us out? And at first I was like, uh, I almost deleted it. Cause I was like, if I don't see it, it means it's not there. Then I won't feel bad for not telling Aaron. And like, you know, thinking about this, I really went through, I thought about it and long story short, I took the contract. Okay. I ended up taking the contract and to help out, to make some extra money. And I was like, okay, this came out of nowhere. Feels right. Let's go for it. And so just I tell you all of that to kind of put context around the fact that I did not think I was going back to work. I was mentally checked out. I was burnt out. I was over it. I was really just wanting and looking forward to being home and putting all of my energy and time and focus into all the other projects we have going on, specifically our Amazon store. And so going back to work was a huge transition for me, just... For you, well, yeah. for I mean, for both of us, too. I mean... For both of us. And it's always a... Tra- but you already had planned to go back to work. And I think that was like, we came to Palm Springs and you were going to work. Right, but it throws off our dynamic at home, too. Because yeah. you were going to be working long hours, 12-hour days, which you've never done before. And you were going to be coming home at 9 p.m., three days out of the week, which then really throws off any progress that we usually do when I get out of work. Yeah, like for instance, it's seven o'clock. We're recording this podcast on Monday night to go out tomorrow. And, you know, Aaron was able to come home from work. We had dinner and then we were able to jump on. When I was working, we weren't able to do any of that because I worked late. Granted, I had four days off a week, which I loved. But it was a big transition and this felt very different to me too. I never want to go back to work. Let's be real, right? It's always a transition. But for some reason, this time, I just really felt checked out. And, you know, thank God the people I worked with were awesome. They saved me. Well, I want to add, too, the person that reached out to you follows us on Instagram, as you said, who DMs us. And so she knows the story. She knows why we were in Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. She knows that you were not planning on going back to work. She actually even said that in the DM. 
So the facility was under that impression as well. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because she was amazing. And sh- and that's honestly the only reason I ended up taking it because she was, again, we're talking through Messenger here, but you can get vibes through emojis, okay? Like I could but tell- But can you though? Yeah. Because you said Kayla was- Kayla didn't use no emojis. She was so short. But she, she was... was so cool though. Right, right. That's true. Okay, we digress. Yeah. But through Messenger, she seemed- friendly and nice and welcoming and used a lot of emojis (laughs) and i was like okay she seems really cool and she also was like hey i know that you are quote unquote done with ultrasound and i know what you guys are planning and i'm so excited i know the last thing you want to do is work right now but i thought i would just throw it out there because i see her here we'd love to have you it's totally up to you and i understand if you don't want to do this i get it right so we were all on the same page with that And so when I ended up accepting it, you know, she was very grateful. Mm -hmm. Like, because if I wouldn't have taken it, then I guess maybe they could have gotten another traveler. But they they actually, another side note, they didn't even want a traveler. Mm -hmm. Um, Kayla, who Aaron was just referencing that, you know, the girl who reached out, the lead sonographer who originally reached out to me is like, you're going to be working with Kayla. She's the main girl. That's going to be your go-to girl. You're going to absolutely love her. Okay. So that's kind of the whole texting thing where she's like, you need to, once I accept it and all that, she's like, here's her number, be in contact with her. And so I'm like texting her like, hey, I'm the new traveler and I'm <laughs> so excited. And my date got pushed back. So I'm trying to explain to her why I won't be there and this and that. And she was so short <laughs> and just so, um, compared to the other one I was talking to, right? She mm-hmm. was just, she didn't seem very friendly. Mm-hmm. So it was funny because I told Aaron, like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of scared because Kayla seems mean. And like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go in, you know, like she's, I wish, I wish, her name's Beth. I guess I can say their names. Yeah. Why am I like not saying know. their names? Is that I don't weird? Know. Uh, no. I'm like. Yeah, I was wondering why. Like, I keep being like, the other one. That yeah. was the hint for when I said Kayla. Like, yeah, why am I being weird? Okay. So anyways, I'm like, I wish Beth was going to be there, who's the original person who reached out to me. Um, because this Kayla seems very mean. So which, long story short. Kayla ends up being so awesome. She's like my soul sister. She has made it so easy for me. And with she was an angel. Without her, I don't know if I would have actually made it through. But Kayla was like, I don't want a traveler. We we are not getting a traveler. And it's funny because she's like, and then Beth comes in saying, this girl from Instagram is going to come in and be like our traveler. And Kayla was like, hell no. Like, (laughs) I don't know about this Instagram girl, but she's absolutely not coming in. I will do this on my own. I do not want a traveler because they had such a bad experience with two of their other travelers, which is so crazy because it's such a small world. And we found out that one of the travelers is like in our group, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a small world. Just putting that out there. But anyway, she's like, absolutely not. I don't want a traveler. And Beth was like showing her all the Instagram. She's like, look at her story. Look at, look at they travel. And Kayla's like, I don't give a fuck. Does she know how to scan? Is she like, you know, so it was just funny because Kayla and I ended up becoming very close. And she's like, you have revitalized my belief in travelers because I was dead on like I would never work with a traveler again so that was kind of cool which is you know kind of a public service announcement as we said for travelers it is a very small world and all it takes is one main tech to say I had a bad experience and and there's no other travelers coming in after that so it's done And and I've been in that situation too as well where they reluctantly brought me in but then we're like thank you so much for for you know bringing the faith back in travelers because 
we've just had bad experiences. And another thing that we didn't mention is we don't talk about it, about it very much, but obviously Beth had very good nonverbal cues mm-hmm. where Kayla's were a little rough. Now, did that mean that Kayla's a rough person? No. But like, it, it's just one of those things that like your nonverbal cues, texting, things like that with, with uh, recruiters, with businesses, with your you know future employers, that all stuff, that matters because we are in the texting age now and that is a skill to learn that you can come off a lot more aggressive even if you're not an aggressive person. Yeah, it's so true. And I actually had this conversation with Kayla because we were talking about it and how I thought she was so mean and this and that and how you can really get a sense and a vibe from the way someone's interacting with you through text. And even though that wasn't the case, but she was very resistant to me even coming in so it was coming across like that so it's like i wasn't making it up and now it's funny because every time she texts me she uses so many emojis yeah (laughs) and she calls you instagram girl yeah the the random instagram girl um okay where i don't even remember where i was so basically we were setting the tone of like the facility knows the vibe no yeah the vibe (laughs) the vibe vibe knows the vibe okay aaron's like fading over yeah So it was an eight-week contract, which I was like, great. Eight weeks is perfect. So I get in there. I'm there for five weeks. And again, nothing to do with the facility. People were great. It was what it was. There was nothing terrible about it at all. I just want to interject, too. Even at that point, they were like, it can be eight. It could be six. It could be 13. It could be four. It It could be whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It was very very loose. It was very understanding of the situation because Beth did understand our lives and what we were doing or whatever, which was really cool. So Mm -hmm. we agreed on eight weeks. Thank God. Originally, it was going to be 13. And I was, when it went down to eight, I was kind of, because I was thinking about the money. So I was like, damn, 13 weeks, man, we could save so much money. And I was like excited about it. And then they came back with eight and I was like, oh, okay, well, it's not as enough money. But then I was like, oh my gosh, thank God it was in 13 weeks. Mm-hmm. So was, I was there for five weeks. And again, anyone who knows us knows for the last few years, we have been working and taking contracts to support and, and, and facilitate a bigger dream, a bigger goal. We have been wanting to transition out of healthcare for many years and work for ourselves full-time and travel full-time. That has been our ultimate dream. And so taking contracts has kind of been like this investor for us. And so it's- Venture capitalist. Yeah. And so it's been easier to take these contracts because we have that perception of this is going towards our bigger dreams, our goals. It's supporting that vision that we have. And so we could put our heads down and we could go and we could get the job done Mm -hmm. always, right? Like that has been, we've had our eye on the prize for years. And so it's given us this motivation to keep going. And so with this contract, it was almost like I got to this point where I had been hanging on for so long, just putting my head down, just grinding it out for that big dream. And it was like, I couldn't tolerate it anymore. Yeah, it was almost like you you ran the triathlon, you went through the finish line, and then somebody was like, oh, guess what? You have to run it again. Oh, God, right. And you're just like, no. I was like, no. Uh, I can't. I, I can't, and it's, this sounds so dramatic, but it was like, I physically just, I was so checked out and like, you know, thank God for the girls I work with. Cause I felt like I, I still showed up and did a good job, but I, for me, it was, so I was half assing my yeah. way through it. I was barely hanging on and it began to feel 
toxic to my mental health. I was just, I was struggling. Mm. I was just like, this is, this is absolutely not the environment I want to be in. I feel like every time I clock in, it's like I'm losing a sense of myself and it's <laughs> soul crushing. How many podcasts have you said that on? I know. <laughs> it's like, God, wham. It's like, I know. I've, I, But it's, it's so deeply on how I feel. And this particular contract, it was like time's up for some reason. I could not. For some reason. No, but no matter how hard, and you know how hard I work, like mm -hmm. trying to change my perception and my mindset and staying positive and all of that. And I'm always good at bringing myself back. Always. Mm -hmm. But this time, I was just like. Yeah, you were I checked was, out. I was, it was more of a struggle than usual. Mm -hmm. um, and so, anyways, I was there for five weeks and Beth came back early. Okay, so I'm. Again, I'm going through all of this with the intention. I have three weeks left, mm -hmm. right? I was sticking it out for the eight weeks. So I was like, this is hard, but I can do it, whatever. Like you, you finish strong, you stay committed to, you know, the promises that you make. So long story short, Beth was coming back early. Another full-time girl who had been out was coming back early. So two full-time people were coming back and and again, mind you, they were planning on doing this without a traveler. Right, exactly. So I was just having a casual conversation with Kayla. And I was like, hey, again, just throwing it out there, planting the seeds. But I was like, do you think that if if the, if they both come back, that they're actually going to need me anymore, right? Because I feel like I'll just be an extra person. Why am I Why would I still be here? Do you think I'd be able to end early? And she was like, probably, like, I don't, you know, we don't, we probably wouldn't need you if you would want to end early. Is that something you would even want to do? And I'm like, uh, hell yes. <laughs> like, right. like, it's, if that's an option, of course, you know. So that's kind of how I presented it. And then she's like, I'm going to talk to Beth when she comes back. She comes back Monday. I wasn't there. We'll look at the schedule and we'll kind of go from there. And then uh, Beth ended up saying, you know, hey, we don't need you, you know. Well, and I think you did something really good, too. You reached out to Beth personally and you said, I just want to throw it out there and let you know that if you need me, I will stick out this entire eight weeks happily. I will be there. But I don't want you to think that just because I'm scheduled for an eight week contract that I just expect to stay. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't need me, I'm willing to end early as well. Yeah. But it's it's all on you guys. Whatever you need. I'm willing to do. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that is how I presented it. It's like, if you need me, I'm here. I'm not leaving. I'm not trying to get out of my contract. If you need me, I'm here. But if you don't, I'm good with leaving. Yeah, cut me loose. Yeah, cut me loose. I don't want to be here for no reason. Like, it's not worth it to me anymore at this point in the game. It's just the money isn't even worth it. Right. right. And so anyways... I put it all out there and Beth was like, yeah, we, we don't need you. This Friday could be your last day. And I was freaking out. I was so excited. Yeah. She told you on Monday, right? I yeah, think. Monday. Yeah. And she was like, Friday could be your last day because we do 312s and Friday was my last day that week. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I was jumping up and down because they were totally cool with it. And of course, you know, Beth is just like... She was so appreciative of me even being there. And she's like, thank you for helping. Like, thank you for being here so I could be home with my husband. And you he's know? doing good now. Yeah. And so it was this this mutual understanding of one another that we are both getting what we wanted. I didn't want to be there anymore for no reason if they didn't need me and they didn't need me. So it was like, okay, bye, you know. And so this is where the story takes a turn because 
again, it wasn't that I was canceling my contract or that the hospital was canceling me. It was a mutual decision to cut it early, basically. I wouldn't be working. I wouldn't be making money. They wouldn't be charging the hospital. That was kind of my thought behind it. Mm -hmm. I do want to add one more point that we did not add. Also, because Beth reached out to Kim via Instagram, Kim went to our company and said, do you have a contract with this hospital? They did not, or they did, or something like that. But since there was no contract, Kim brought the contract to that company. So they would have never even had it if it wasn't for her. Right. So that's another little caveat to this whole story. Well, and this is where it gets tricky because it wasn't a direct contract through club staffing. So it was a VMS contract with right sourcing. I'll just say the name. There's mm-hmm. no, you know. So right, it was right sourcing's contract and VMS, or uh, club staffing was the MSP for it. So like. Or not the MSP, but the yeah, like they basically, uh, no, not, they, yes. so right sourcing was the VMS, Correct. but they partnered with club staffing. So like I could go through club staffing, they could be like my li- liaison, but it was through right sourcing, but I brought it to club staffing to then get it through right sourcing. So we arranged this whole contract. It wasn't a contract they had at all with Eisenhower, right? So yeah, that's a great point. And that actually ended up helping me in the end. Mm-hmm. So I'm so casual. It's funny looking now because I'm like, I just text or uh, emailed my recruiter and I was like, hey, you know, so I want to be, I'm going to be ending early and, <laughs> you know, the, the hospital, the lead, everybody's totally cool that the manager, everybody was on board. They're like, yeah, go do you. We're good. And so they said my last day could be Friday. I'm so excited. And also the, our recruiter knew where we were too. Like everyone knew kind of the state we were in and that this was kind of just a helping out thing. And so I was like, oh, that will be so easy. I'm done Friday, blah, blah, blah. Do you need anything from me? Yeah. What do you need anything else from me? Like we're good. Like peace. Like I literally gave like the peace emoji, right? Mm -hmm. Like done. And I was expecting that to be that. And then I ended up getting an email saying that basically because we were, the facility was canceling my contract that it was going to be this big thing because there's a two week notice in the contract. And we nobody gave a two week notice because we didn't know we had to. We didn't know it was a thing. But because the facility was canceling me without giving me that notice, that they could be the the facility could be fined and the companies could be fined because there was no notice. And that's where it got tricky because then it became is the facility canceling you or are you walking out? Because then it was like the company could be fined and the facility could be fined. But then they were also saying that right sourcing wanted to send a message to Eisenhower that you can't just cancel travelers automatically without the two-week notice. So they, they were trying to set a precedence moving forward with Eisenhower. So it became this huge debacle. Yeah, and I was just in the middle of it. And so... Right, because that was their whole spiel. They didn't want to set this tone with them, that it was okay to just cancel people. And so I was on the phone with my recruiter. I'm like, listen, this is like a, a, what is it, extenuating circumstance? Yeah. This is such a rare circumstance. Like, they're not just canceling me. Do they have a history of just canceling travelers? Like, this is a mutual decision from the department and myself. Can we make an exception? Because... I don't want to be here for no reason just because you're saying that there has to be a two-week notice when everybody is okay 
mm-hmm. with both of us parting ways. There's no money coming in, whatever. And so it, you know, he was basically trying to push me in to taking this two weeks. He's like, you know, it could go either way. So basically, right, right source and the hospital and club had to come to a decision that they would let me and the hospital split ways without any consequences or they were going to require that two weeks. And if that two weeks was broken, they were going to penalize somebody money. Yeah. Either the hospital or the company. Yeah. And club said that they would be fine, like multiple thousands of dollars and stuff. So there was money at stake there. So it could swing either way, you know, uh, we're not sure yet. So we'll just have to let you know. And, and that's where I, and so he was basically trying to push me. He's like, just, just ride it out for the two weeks, you know, like it's two weeks. And I'm like, you don't understand though, A, how I'm feeling mentally right now. And B, the fact that I don't just want to do something to do it. Like, why would I stick it out for two more weeks? You're not the one working. You're not the one in the trenches. You're not the one doing these crazy 12-hour days where we are so fucking busy every day. Like, it was a grind. You're not the one who has to do it. So why would I just do it for two weeks just to, like, suck it up for no reason when no, you know? And so that's what was frustrating. And plus, I mean, thinking about this big picture-wise, it's like, that's also doing good by the hospital. Like, why have an extra body that you're paying Buku's amounts of money for right. during this time where, you know, things have been struggling. Like, people have been trying to, like, figure it all out. And, you know, just to be like, it's doing everybody a favor here with no, no, like, punishing anybody. Like, everybody's trying to do the right yeah. thing for each other. Right. And that's what I felt genuinely. Mm-hmm. And um, anyways, he, it felt like he was trying to push me into it. It did not sit well with me at all. And it really left a gnarly taste in my mouth. So I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, why am I being forced into this for no freaking reason? And so anyways, I ended up uh, calling, or I emailed him because I was at work. And I was, I just put it all out there. I mean, Really, and it goes back to like being an advocate for yourself because I could have easily just been like, oh, okay, I'll just say the two weeks, even though it made no sense whatsoever. It was more of this bureaucracy bullshit game than it was anything else. But I could have just sucked it up and been like, okay, I'll just stay. But I was like, no, you know, I'm like, I not only did I bring you this contract, I've worked with you for nine years. I've never had any issues. I've been a stellar traveler. I've, you know, I've talked about your company. I believe in your company. Like we've worked with your company. And I think it's bullshit that if you have any say in this, which I believed, I believed that he had more say, if you could sway this in my direction, that like that's what needs to happen you know this is crazy to me and so you know I just kind of laid it all out there and then um and then oh and then on the on the flip side of it Kayla is talking to the basically the recruiter the liaison at the hospital that is in charge of working with the company so she's showing me all the emails coming in so I had like the insight but basically that they were fine with it. They were completely fine. Yep, you want to end the contract early. You don't need her on the schedule. That's perfectly fine with us. But then um, another email said, we're fine with it. The company is pushing for this two weeks. And so I saw that and I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? 
And that's what like pissed me off. And so anyways, Kayla had my back. Everyone had my back. I believe that, you know, after that email, my recruiter went and had my back and we were and luckily we got we got it done. We got it done where actually I knew from Kayla before I knew from my recruiter because Kayla sent me the email that said, okay, it's official. We got the okay from the company. Everybody, Kim's last day will be Friday. And and she sent that to me and I was like, yes. Yep. I was like screaming. And then my recruiter emailed me a little bit later and he's like, okay, good news. Uh, I think we'll be able to get this through. And I'm like, yeah, I freaking already know. Like, <laughs> thanks. You know. But I think he did go to bat. He did. I, and, and that was that's the one thing he was saying because it was a VMS and it wasn't just this direct contract that it wasn't just him or the account manager at club staffings talking to the hospital and going back and forth. There was this third party involved in club with VMSs. A lot of times you can't even talk to the hospital no, you, they at couldn't. all. Yeah. So there was no communication. So they're going through this third party. So there's all these like cooks in the kitchen and all these moving parts. So it makes it more complicated, yeah. you know, but it ended up working out in my favor. Thank God. Right. And I knew that it would, but here's the thing that came up too is I, I went outside and I called Aaron at work. Actually, we ended up talking for like 30 minutes. I was like, uh, I need to go back inside, but just like, what do I, what do I do? this decision to make that if they come back and say, sorry, you need to work the two weeks. Like, what do I do? Because it felt so, I don't know. It just felt so not right the way that it was all, it all went about, you know, I don't know. It just, I was like, what do I do? I don't want to, it's essentially, hopefully one of my last ultrasound contracts. Like, do I really want to go out like this? Like, I'm all about, you know, integrity and I would never encourage another traveler to leave a contract early, but like, this is bullshit. Like this whole situation. I'm like, so I, I luckily I didn't have to make a decision cause it worked out, but it was something that I really thought about. I'm like, I almost just want to prove a point that this is crazy. Yeah. No. And I mean, and that's, that's another thing is like really honing in. To it did come down to that it could possibly be a ding on your record. Yeah. And that's where the conversation of like, well, I've traveled with you for nine years. I've never had any issues. You know me better than that. And even the recruiter was like, yeah, I don't think it'll actually play play a role in your, you know, in your future. Um, and so it did seem like this. It was more bureaucratic. Bureaucratic. It seemed more political than it did realistic. And that's a weird gray area to be because you have to take a stand right so i was kind of sitting on the fence of you did this right kim actually had a conversation she was very forward she was her own advocate she made sure that everything was okay with the hospital the hospital was like yeah everything's good and you kind of had to draw that line in the sand over like i could have just walked out of here like Mm -hmm. that's i mean there's travelers all over the world that just literally take a contract be like, I don't like this place. And they walk out and the companies held, they have to pay a fine to the hospital and then possibly lose that contract with the hospital down the road. So that becomes a ding, a big ding in a traveler's file. Whereas if the hospital canceled Kim, because the first day they're like, we don't like the way she talks like, and they get her out of there. I'm just being dramatic with that. But like they cancel her then the hospital pays a fine. So like we understand those situations and that's why we were like, this isn't the same situation. Nobody's canceling anybody. 
It's just that mutual agreement. But where do you draw that line in the sand? Well, and I think that's kind of the whole point of this is like knowing that there's consequences for things. And that was one thing that frustrated me because I felt like I was trying to go about it the right way. You know, and I made it very clear. I'm not canceling. I'm here for you guys if you need me. And going through all the steps to do this legitimately and right. And the fact that I know travelers who've walked off a job for no freaking reason or hospitals that have canceled travelers for no reason. And I'm left here trying to do the right thing. And they're like, well, nope, sorry, you got to work for two more weeks. It was like, really? Like, what the heck? And so I think knowing, though, that you can always make a decision. We never encourage anyone to just leave a contract. There should be, like, a really good reason, not because something better came along or whatever the case is. But if you ever decide to end a contract early and it's not mutual, right, or even if it is, apparently, like in this case, but knowing that there are consequences. You can get a ding and it is a small travel. It's a, a small world in the traveling world. And so it, that could mean that you might not be able to work with that company again. And for somebody like me, who's a senior you know, traveler and have a great reputation, it probably wouldn't have affected me that much. But somebody who is a new traveler, if that happened, that would have been not a good decision. Well, and that's what I was going to say, too. That's kind of a good lead in because I did have this situation happen to me early on. I was feeling more burnt out um, and at the time. And I was bouncing around, possibly going back to our hometown in Jacksonville, Florida, and working a PRN job at the first hospital that I did IR in. And they said that they would bring Kim on in ultrasound. So the manager was literally, he's a friend of ours, and was creating these positions from scratch. They didn't have them. So this took a process. So I was like, I haven't heard anything. I'm not sure. I'm ending a contract. Maybe I should take another one. I really didn't want to, um, but I was just kind of, that That was the next best thing. And so I took a job, a job interview at UCLA, and we went through the interview it was great interview. I was kind of excited about it. And I was like, this will work. Like, this will be good. We'll be over in like the UCLA area, like in It'll LA and Santa Monica. And it was like beautiful. And we were kind of excited about it. The money was great. And I said that I would come. And I told at the end of the interview, I said, I'd love to help you guys out. This sounds great. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. She was like, I'll call your recruiter or your company. And I said, good. I'll tell my recruiter. And bing, bang, boom. Right. No contracts were actually signed at all. Um, And the next, I'd say like within the hour or maybe even after, my manager texted me and said, yo, I just created your positions. You and Kim are good to start. Um, We're so excited to have you. Uh, You guys can work PRN. And that's really what we wanted to do. So I had that tough decision to make to call my recruiter and tell him, hey, I wasn't sure about this. It came through. I really want to go to Jacksonville and work PRN and just kind of like work on other things outside of the hospital. This will be a perfect opportunity for us. We'll be home. We'll be around family. We're kind of missing that right now. Um, And we really want to head back to our hometown. And he said, you know, and this could vary from company to company, but he did say like verbal agreements are very strong bonds in the travel world. And that's just something you have to understand. And therefore, you're breaking a contract. And they did send over the contracts and stuff. You might have not sent them or signed them, but they sent everything over. Oh, yeah, they it was sent, like a done deal. Yeah, they sent the contracts over, yes. I just never verified or signed them. And I always thought that once you sign them, 
it's good. But he was saying, you know, it was basically the verbal agreement. It stands because they've stopped interviewing travelers. Mm -hmm. And so, or turned down travelers because I accepted, you know, so it's kind of a big deal. So it went as a ding on my record as a canceled contract. Um, Now, granted, we had been traveling seven, seven years at that time. Um, And so he said, it's really possibly not going to affect you. I can't tell, but he was like, we have a great relationship. We know you're a good traveler. You've never had any issues in the past. So, you know, I appreciate you coming to me. I appreciate you talking to me. And then I wrote an email directly to that manager and explained everything um, to her and just said, Hey, I am so sorry, but this opportunity came up. We feel like it's best for my wife and I to do this. Um, And so we got out of it. But again, like Kim said at the beginning of my spiel, that if I was a new traveler, that could have really hurt me. And he said that there's a possibility that UCLA will never accept you back. Mm -hmm. Um, Even just through that, even though we ended cordially, they have the option to just say, no, we don't want that guy, right? So you run the risk, even if you do things with integrity when you make these decisions. And it's not a bad thing to make, but basically what I think I'm getting at is it adds to it. It's extremely difficult to make those decisions, but you just got to trust in your gut and just know that if there are some consequences that you did the right thing and that you're okay with it and you held your integrity, you held your honesty and you just followed your own truth. And I don't think you can ever go wrong with that. Um, if I was trying to be vindictive and like really trying to you know screw them over, then I think that comes back to get me and that would be a totally different situation. But because we both were following our heart and doing what our guts told us to do, we did it honestly with integrity. It all worked out. Yeah. And, you know, we had to do what was best for us at that time, you know, and you handled it well and you were willing to accept the ding, even though, again, for us, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I think just kind of ending with this is just knowing that, you know, not everything is so black and white, you know, and we hear a lot of, a lot of chatter and Facebook groups and this and that. And there's so many things going on behind the scenes that you don't even know about. And we're always learning, right, as travelers. And we're learning by the experiences that we're having, the decisions we're making. And so this completely caught me off guard because I never would have thought there would have been any issues with a mutual decision to end and having it explained to me and, and kind of what tone that was setting in this and that, I was like, wow, I never would have guessed this would have been an issue. And so sometimes it's not always black and white, but we, as you just said, you know, have to be able to weigh out all the options, weigh out the consequences, weigh out, weigh out what our needs are and kind of make some tough decisions sometimes based off what the circumstances are or whatever is going on. Yeah. And I think I want to end with, you know, again, a lot of travelers, a lot of things we hear in the chatter of the groups is that it just, it seems like travelers are hesitant to be their own advocates. And sometimes you got to take on those fights and you got to do it in a professional manner, but not just being like, oh, this should just happen for me. Like this should just be working. Like I should say this and you guys should just do it. It it doesn't work that way. Um, We are, yes, we are our own bosses in a way. Like we get to make the decisions on what contracts we take and where we go and when we work and when we take off. But we are working with another business, another, another institution that requires money to stay open. And there's contracts and there's 
relationships. And it's, it's deeper than just, you know, this surface level that I make a decision and I go into the hospital. But sometimes you got to be your own advocate and not just expect your recruiter to just jump when you say jump. And you, you have to really go after what you want and not just rely on them. Because we always hear that like, oh, they should just do this. They should just do this. And that's not always the case. You have to be your own advocate. Well, yeah. And that's why we, you know, have dedicated the last couple of years to teach everything that we've learned through traveling, you know, through this podcast, through our Facebook group, through our course, like really teaching as much as we can or just sharing our experience as much as we can so that you can be empowered, right? So you can have the knowledge, so you can have the understanding to then advocate for yourself and feel confident in, you know, the decisions that you're making and what you're asking for and really kind of learning how things work. Uh, There's a big difference between being empowered and being... Entitled. Yeah. And so that's kind of why we share all these tools and stuff. So you can get a big picture view from people who've also done it or have gone before you and that you can use that knowledge to your gain um, Mm -hmm. moving forward in this industry because there's a lot of gray areas in this industry. So it's important to educate yourself, understand it, and um, be knowledgeable in this this field. Yeah. So that kind of wraps it up for me. that's a wrap, folks. Da-dum, 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 uh, there, ba-ba-ba. Again. All right. Um, we're but done. We are done. We will see you again next week. I'm not sure if we will have... I am on call next weekend, which the last person on call this weekend had a rough call week. I was actually on backup call randomly to kind of support uh, the new uh, technologist that's working. And I got called in, which was totally crazy. Um, spent six hours there. So this weekend is my independent call weekend. I'm by myself, so we don't know uh, what we have planned. Um, But uh, we will be jumping back on the interviews. And again, if you're excited about our in-route travel backpacks that are coming out, definitely check out that link in the description. Jump on that VIP list and get your coupon code, and we will let you know when the bags are launched on Amazon And it'll be a big celebration as a community, which we are really, really, really excited about. Yay. Perfect. All right, guys. Have an awesome week. And we will be in your earbuds next Tuesday. Oh, that was good, babe. I know. I actually, like, vibe with that. Yeah. Bye. Bye.